Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing for those of you who don't know. I call this quantumental investing. It's the combination of quantitative execution using algorithms and computers together with a fundamental foundation, and that's the information edge that I share with you every day on the show. Today, is another video in this series that we like to call Armor Education. Now, we've been covering in significant detail our stop-loss approach. Okay, so we've gone over, and you can find other videos um, on this channel. There's a playlist I've created for you, Armor Education Series. You'll find these videos there where we've talked about how to protect capital. Okay, part of quantumental, the quantitative side, is the execution side. So the information I'm sharing with you is information created after countless hours of backtesting and optimization and finding out statistically what works and what doesn't. All right? So I shared with you our principal protection stops, our raised stop rules, and our trailed stop rules most recently on Monday. Okay, and so you've asked a lot of questions about triggers or what gets us to buy stocks. And it's a great question because I realize no matter how great your stop loss rules are, if you apply them to the wrong entry point, they're not going to work for you. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the basics of buying a stock. What are the triggers that get us? to put money to work on our desk. Now, don't forget, it's a live trading desk. Market's closed, but business is still open. The phone might ring. Forgive me if I have to take a, a break. Um, all this information I'm sharing with you, I use in my own personal account and to help manage capital for other investors through our interactive brokers relationship. And, of course, we share all this information with our Armor insiders as well in much greater detail. So for today, what we're going to do is break down the basics of how we buy stocks. What gets us to buy stocks? Those of you who follow us on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, or in Stock Twits, which is at Armor Report, you saw me tweeting earlier that we were buying Slack a few days ago at $23.73. The stock blew out today closed at 28 and change. It's, it's running in the aftermarket. Okay. Why did we buy it? What got us to put the money to work? That's the question we're going to answer right now. Okay. I tweeted that we were buying shares of Newmont Mining on the 23rd of March in the midst of market madness. Why did we do it? 
Why did we do it? We paid for that stock $41.91. Okay? The stock closed today at um, $58.19. Okay? We bought it on the 23rd. Why did we do it? I'm going to share with you right now why and how we did it. Okay. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You might want to write some of this down. Let's start with a book that I think you should all read when it comes to the basics of candlestick charting. Okay. Here it is. Okay. It's called Candle Power. Gregory Morris. You can find it on Amazon. Might not be a black hardcover book. They've you know, had many iterations of it, but it's still the same basic thing. Um, oh, don't forget, if you want to subscribe to this channel or armorreport.com, I gave you links down there. Give me a thumbs up if you enjoy this conversation. It always helps me out on YouTube. Okay? Now, I want to start there. Okay? There's many different things from a technical analysis standpoint that you guys can do. I've done them all. I've been doing this over 30 years. I've tried everything. Elliott Wave, all kinds of stuff. Okay? I'm going to share with you what works for me. I'm not saying you can't make money on some of these other esoteric things. But this is what works for me. Learn candlestick charting. Buy that book. It's on Amazon or whatever. It, you know, read it cover to cover. You guys have heard me talk about three bar reversals. Okay. It's all in that book. So on a very granular level, and these are just two and three day chart patterns using candlesticks that will help you with triggers. And I'll show you that. In fact, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. I just want you to know that's the, one of the number one books on my list to read when it comes to understanding day-to-day chart analysis and finding triggers that work for you, okay? So that's step one. Now, step two is basic technical analysis that you can find anywhere. My favorite book, as you all know, is How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. I'm not going to go over that again. Go buy the book, read it. He walks you through basic technical analysis called cup and handles, saucers, all different types of chart patterns, all right? You guys have to kind of inhale that information a bit and start looking for those setups, okay? Now, what we do different on this trading desk, when you read those books, and I respect them, but we kind of combine the William O'Neill approach and chart pattern reading with candlestick chart reversal readings. That's the easiest way for me to explain this. For those of you who understand what I'm saying right now, you'll get what I mean. For those of you who are true beginners, you need to really read those books and understand a little bit more, and you'll get what I'm about to say. Um, Everybody is aware of the same chart patterns. I used to be a guy who bought breakouts, okay? And it used to work, worked for a long time. When I first started Uh, investing and trading, this is going to be crazy. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, 
There was no such thing as computers. And the computers that I did have were like word processors. So I literally got chart books every Friday from the William O'Neill Corporation. And I went through them. It was just a day's, a, a week's worth of training, believe it or not. And you would take your pen and you would start looking for cup and handles and all these different things. All right. And it worked. It worked. And then we had the dawn of computer algorithms. Okay. And they just take advantage of you. They, they literally write code to take advantage of the guy who's buying the breakout. They goose the stock to get it to break out half the time. Then it reverses and craters. And you don't know why you're losing money. I, I know you've been through that. We all have. It's frustrating. You say, that's a perfect setup. I read the book, How to Make Money in Stocks. I bought the cup and handle. What happened? It was breaking out. Volatility is increased dramatically because of high-frequency trading algorithms. So what we do on our desk is we find those chart patterns. And then, and this is what you want to write down, we buy weakness. Now you say to me, I got to write that down. That's obvious. You got to write it down because it's completely against your emotional makeup. It's much more fun to buy a stock that's breaking out when everyone's talking about it on CNBC. But what I'm telling you is if you want to build net worth over time, what you want to do is find those chart patterns. And instead of buying the breakout of the cup and handle, you want to buy somewhere near the very bottom of the handle formation. So when it starts to come off of the low, you're already in there. And when it's making new highs, you might even sell some into that. I don't know if you're a swing trader, you would. If you're a long-term investor, you wouldn't. You would just enjoy the ride. Okay? So step one, how to make money in stocks, candle power. Those are two books for you. Step two, combine basic charting analysis with candlestick reversal patterns off of weakness. This is the armor approach in a very simple, slimmed down way. I'm trying to give it to you in bite-sized pieces. Um, I say it's location, location, location. I, I like to say, like real estate, I'm a, I'm a location trader slash investor. So what I do is I look for basic chart patterns, and then I look for location setups at key points on the chart. For instance, moving averages. So what I'm going to show you in a second, we're going to look at Slack, and I'm going to show you exactly why we were buying it and where. So what we're looking for, when I say buying weakness, sometimes I think some of uh, uh, Armour Insiders I've chatted with, um, they've been a bit confused by that. I, I don't buy a falling knife. I'm not looking for a stock that's collapsing, not that kind of weakness. I'm looking for a bullish chart pattern, and I want to buy weakness in that pattern. Okay? So step one, candle power, how to make money in stocks, learn basic charting, learn reversal patterns. Step two, wait for the stock to come down in a bullish pattern. Wait for it to come down and set up the reversal using any of your favorite reversal techniques. I have a lot of them in that book, Candle Power. Okay, but I don't care what you use. Maybe you're a MACD guy. Maybe you like to use stochastics. I mean, I... I 
I use MACD stochastics. I use directional movement index, DMI. That's actually my favorite of all of these uh, uh, indicator tools. So if you haven't looked at DMI, take a look at that. Um, I use commodity channel index to trade stocks. That really works for me. So if I'm, I'm going too fast for you, you could slow down. I'll slow down for you. You can write it down. The four indicators that I like to use that are involved in all of my algorithms. Now, truth be told, um, the secret sauce here with any, with any indicator is the length of time, right? The length that you put in. Um, I've taken the basic off-the-shelf indicators <clears throat> and I've turned them into armor indicators because we've infused them with volatility components. So it, it's a, it changes you couldn't, you, you couldn't say to me, Brett, <clears throat> are you using a 14-day stochastic? I, I can't tell you that because depending on the asset and the volatility, it could be a seven-day, it could be a 28-day. It, it, it has to be dynamic to be effective, in my opinion. But at the very least, you can look at these four indicators and begin to do your own work, okay? It's the stochastic. It's the moving average convergence divergence, MACD. It's the directional movement index, DMI, and it's the commodity channel index, the CCI. Those four are at the heart of all the algorithms that we write. Obviously, there's a lot that goes around that heart, but those are the four. And when they, when they come together, you know, you hear me talk about confluence a lot. It's really important in investing. I don't like to do one-off things. I like to see confluence and confirmation, and that's what gets me to move. The more confluence I can find, the more aggressive I put on a position. Let's go to um, – okay, let's go to Slack in a minute, but I just want to – you can write the rest of this down. Let's just get through it. The next piece to the puzzle for me, I've said, you know, chart patterns, right, buying weakness in a bullish pattern. We talked about that using moving averages as a location. So there's different locations on the chart that I'm looking for. And I'll show you um, in a minute, we're going to go through some charts and it'll make more sense. Okay. Um, what gets me to put a position on? I like to buy as close to the stop as I can. Now I know that sounds almost counterintuitive. If you're that close to the stop, you're going to get stopped out. No, 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 no. If you're buying right, and you're buying close to the stop, it should never touch the stop. Okay? And where it gets dicey and where it gets difficult is when you're buying something so far away from the real stop that you're getting whipped around by the volatility and you can't handle the swings. Okay? So the last piece to the puzzle of how to buy, what my buy trigger is, is you have to be honest with yourself. You have to look at the chart and be honest. Is this the real day I should be buying or should I be buying? Hang on a second. Hey, I got to call you back, okay? Or, or should I be buying? Should I have bought three days ago? Okay? Never underestimate the power of self-deception. Okay, it's deadly in investing. Never underestimate the power of self-deception. Okay, now let's get to the charts. I'm going to walk you through some of these entry points. 
here's a chart of Slack. Um, why did we buy the stock? And we bought the stock right in here. I think it was the eighth. Here it is, the eighth. Okay? See that? My little hand right there. That was the day we bought the stock. This is a big position for us. Why do we put on a big position? Okay, well, first of all, it's the chart pattern we're looking for. And there's many different patterns. In this case, I'll just, you know, draw it out for you real well. Let's do it with a, it's just a basic idea, right? So there's one shoulder. This is a small head and shoulders reverse pattern, okay? Look, guys, at the end of the day, uh, reading chart patterns is a bit of an art as much as it is, you know, a science, okay? This is a reverse head and shoulders pattern. And what you want to do, what most people would do, okay, is buy the stock when it comes across the neckline somewhere, somewhere in there, okay? So normally when the stock is coming across here, people are going to start buying it. When that stock goes above 30, it should take off, at least for a short period of time, because there'll be a lot of uh, algorithms written to start buying that thing at 30, right? And then they'll come and short it and see, you know, see if they can hammer it down and catch anybody and see how strong the buyers are. But, uh, but I digress. My point is, this is a reverse head and shoulders chart pattern. Now, guys, we're just going to look at some examples here. Like I said, you've got to read the book, How to Make Money in Stocks. You've got to do some basic reading about chart patterns. Okay, so you've got cup and handles, you've got saucers, you've got head and shoulders patterns, you've got rectangles. Just read up about it. What I'm going to show you here is that neckline, which is 30, is where the traditional analyst, technical analyst, would say buy the stock. It's breaking out of the neckline. What we do on this desk is we're buying weakness in that pattern. Okay, let's look at it again. So instead of buying it at 30 when it's breaking out, we're saying we want to buy this pattern right here on this day, weakness in the overall bullish pattern that's developing. Now, on top of it, we're buying the 50-day moving average. Okay, so we love finding weakness back to a key moving average. It could be the 50, it could be the 200. In this case, it was the 50-day moving average. Now, let me share a little secret with you. This is a side note. Go on and write this down. This is one of my favorite buy triggers. So you all know that we have the Armor Whiteboard. Any subscriber can log into the armorreport.com Go to the Armor Whiteboard, see all the stocks that we're doing research on. And at the top of that board are our favorite names that are on the runway that we might be buying in the near future. Okay? So Slack has been on the whiteboard for weeks, probably going back past some, somewhere in January. Right? Somewhere in January, it made it to the list. Now, we've been waiting, waiting, waiting for an entry point. This is what you want to write down. If you've done the research on a company and you want to own the stock and you're ready to do it and you're looking for an entry point and you want to buy weakness and that weakness happens because the company does a capital raise, it's the greatest entry point 
you know, one of my favorite entry points of my career. The company's doing a capital raise, a secondary offering. It can be a straight equity offering. In this case, for work, it was a convertible debt deal. But converts are, in essence, um, just like doing a regular equity secondary. The reason being, it's diluting current shareholders. Okay, so if it's a secondary that dilutes shareholders, the stock sells off on the news. The knee-jerk reaction is a simple supply and demand equation. More shares are going to be coming out. That's more supply. If the demand stays equal, the price goes down. So in the short term, boom, stock sells off usually, and this is just a guesstimate, everything's different, but about 15%. When the news comes out, stock will drop 15%. Sometimes it happens in the after hours. And so in the morning, you see it down 15%. A lot of people run for the hills. I get excited. Down 15%. I love it. Now I'm going to wait and see how it trades for a couple of days. If it holds a support area for a couple of days and then they price the deal, which is what they did on the stock, they, they priced the deal. Um, and I think it was the eighth. Could have been the, the end of the day of the seventh. And then the eighth is the day we bought the stock when the deal's priced. Because by then the knee jerk reaction's over. It's all in the stock. And here's why this, I think, works a lot. In order for a company to do a deal, they have to go out into the institutional community. In this case, they raised $750 million in a convertible debt deal with institutions. I think it was a private placement. So what are they doing? They're going to talk to all these big investors, and they're going to share their story. And it's going to be a bullish story. That's how they raise the money. They don't go hat in hand and say, our business is terrible. Will you give us $750 million? Right? They go into the meeting and say, guys, we need $750 million because business is exploding and we need to expand. And so they do the private equity debt deal and all the people who are involved in it know what's happening with the company. They say, hey, this is working and they're buying stock. That's how this works. Let me show you another example of exactly what this is exactly. And I, you know, I don't own the stock. I got shaken out of it. I'm going to share. Look, guys, I got to look at you for this. I got to, I got to look at you for this, okay? I like to talk about my successes, but I also like to share failures with you. I want you to learn from me. I don't care if it's just because I'm right. I'm not right all the time. People are wrong all the time. I'm wrong all the time. I'm going to share with you how I was wrong and how infuriating it is because it was a classic armor buy trigger. And I let the market implosion, it was a market crash in my defense, get me out of this asset. Check this out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is MRNA. For those of you who don't know, this company makes, um, has a very unique way of, uh, of helping drug companies create vaccines. Okay, so this is a COVID story. Now, what I need you guys to understand, and please help me, please forgive me, okay? Right here, the company announced the secondary. Actually, let me, let me, hold on a second. Okay, right here where my hand is, the, the stock gapped down because the company announced the secondary. That's the gap down, I'm telling you. It goes right to the 200-day moving average, which I'm telling you is my, one of my favorite places to buy the stock. 
So I've got the right location and I got my favorite trigger, which is a, an equity offering. Okay. And we have this perfect consolidation, right? Now they priced the deal. I think it was this day right here, which is the 20th. Okay. And the stock went down the next day. Now don't forget, this was February 21st. The market um, was in, you know, was in trouble. Things were starting to happen. Market hadn't crashed yet, but it was getting ugly. I think that was Friday. Yeah. And then the 24th was the day we got out of the whole market. Okay. So that explains why I didn't buy it on the 24th. But anyway, it dropped below the deal price, which was $19 a share. That was my stop. Okay. That was my stop. The deal price. It shouldn't go below the deal price. Usually when it gets priced and you know the price, it gets, the deal gets priced. It holds that deal price and then it starts going up. That's how you know it's time to take your position. So it closed at 1850 that day and it took me out. And then on Monday, the market was crashing. So under normal circumstances, I would have bought it back, but I'm not buying anything that on the 24th, right? I'm telling you guys on YouTube, get out of the market. Look at the chart though. This process works even in a market crash. Now, of course, this stock happens to benefit from the COVID story. So there it is. They do the secondary. The stock was down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. Day eight, it goes back above the 200-day moving average. That was the day to buy it. And the thing has taken off since. Okay? So that's one of my favorite um, reasons to put capital to work. And I share that with you. There was one other I wanted to show you. I'm trying to remember what it was, though. But um, I can't remember right now. But suffice it to say, when you guys find one, let me know. You see a deal coming, let's talk about it. Because when a deal comes on a stock that's on the whiteboard, uh, if it's the right deal and it prices correctly, that's a trigger. Okay? And your stop is obvious. Usually, that stop should be the low of the day that the deal was priced. It should not go below that low. If it does, there's something wrong with the deal. Okay? All right. Um, let's go over some chart patterns. Why did we buy shares of – there's the Newmont ad. Now, let's look for a second and go over the process. What you're looking at here is a beautiful breakout, huge chart pattern, what we call like, almost like a rectangle here. Okay, big consolidation of price, breaks out above that price, takes off. Now, the original buy point would be right in here. Do you see where my hand is there? All right, I don't want to buy the breakout. I want to say, hey, there's a, there's a, a, a pattern building. It sells off to the 200-day moving average, the black line here. That would be your entry point. If it goes below the low of that day on the uh, 8th of November, you get out. But notice how it never does. Skyrockets. Then we hit the crash. All right. So what we're doing is we have a strong chart pattern. So we're buying weakness in the midst of strength. Strong chart pattern. Weakness just because of the market crash takes us right back to the buy point originally on the breakout. See that breakout, the same exact price. Okay, can you guys see that? It doesn't get more obvious than this. So we have a company, oops. We have a stock 
that's on our whiteboard. So we like it fundamentally. Okay. We like it fundamentally. We have a strong chart pattern. We get the weakness we're looking for back to the 200-day moving average. Okay? That's the day to put the money to work. Notice how it never challenges the stop. So I don't mind having a big position on right here. If it challenges the low of the day I bought it, I cut the position down. If it takes out the low of the day before, I'm gone. It'll also be below the 200-day moving average. It's over. But the right, if you buy something right, it should never challenge the stop and it takes off. Okay. And then we booked a little bit of the gains yesterday because it was five standard deviations above the VWAP. This teal line right here is four standard deviations, which is where I have it usually set. If I reset it, you'll see that it literally touches five standard deviations. Okay. Um, let's look at Nova Gold. Same story, same chart pattern. Okay. You have... However you want to describe this, you could call this a saucer. This was a saucer pattern. It's building a base. It comes out of the base. It breaks out. Okay. We draw the trend line across to, to remember where that breakout was. Okay. The asset comes down. So we're buying weakness in the midst of strength. And what do we do? We buy it right on the 200-day moving average. The low of the day we bought it is the stop. It never challenges that low and it explodes higher. Okay. Now, are you getting what I'm saying here? I'm just showing you a couple of patterns, a saucer, you know, a, um, a rectangle. It could be cup and handles. It could be um, head and shoulder, reverse head and shoulders. Okay. There's always going to be that breakout point. I don't buy breakouts. I buy weakness in the midst of strength. So when it's breaking out, I'm already making money. Does that make sense? You guys with me? Okay. Let's wrap up with an example of buying late. Okay. Check this out. Those of you who are armor insiders, you're going to recognize this trade because it was difficult for us. Let's take a look. Whoops. Sorry. Yep. What am I doing here? There we go. All right. Um, Let's take a peek at uh, Kirkland Lake. Now, the first time we bought the stock, again, we were doing what we're looking for, right? This is a long-term uptrend. Oops. Long-term uptrend in the stock. Okay? And so it's sold off down to the trend line. All right? So in this case, I'm buying the long-term strength, but I'm buying weakness over the last few months. It's like a stock on my wish list, and it finally comes down to the sport. This is the chart pattern what we call an island reversal, a gap down, a gap up. Hope you guys can see that on the charts. Island reversals are one of my favorite chart patterns. This is also called a pennant. As you can see, the, this, this um, triangle shape here looks like a pennant. And when it breaks out the top side of the pennant, that's your buy signal. Okay? Now, look, let's be honest. We bought it on the 25th of March. That was late. That was late. If I look in the mirror and I'm honest with myself and I don't deceive myself, I bought it late. Okay. So what happened in this instance, it came down and took us out of our position right here because our stop was too tight. 
on April 1st. We had to sell the position. The real stop should have been down here because we should have bought the stock on the 23rd when we were buying Newmont Mining and Nova Gold. So we were buying more a couple days late. It got us in trouble. Now, it's true. We bought the stock back the very next day and we made money, but that was a difficult trade because we were buying it two days late. All right now, take a look at Siena, C-I-E-N. I love this chart pattern right now. This is a massive um, rectangle. I, this is my, uh, and look at how the stock has behaved in the midst of a market crash, right? You wouldn't even know the market crashed looking at this chart. That's just a normal consolidation going back to the January of 2019. Market crashed right here. It's just part of the basic consolidation and it breaks out the top side of it. No, I'm, gonna, I'm sharing my mistakes. I have weaknesses too, like anybody else. I couldn't help myself. I bought the stock a couple days ago, right? I added it to the armor portfolios a couple days ago. And I said to everybody, hey, look, we're adding this and we're adding it very high, right? At the very least, I explained to Armor Insiders, this is a more risky trade. Let's see why. Okay. The real, if we're honest, what's the real day to buy the stock? Should we be buying the stock? We bought it two days ago here. Okay. The real day to buy the stock is down here. Actually, it's probably this big up day. Okay. Because what you're doing is you've got the weakness in here. And when it recaptures the 200 day moving average, and makes a little consolidation pattern, somewhere in here you want to own it. And certainly, if you got it right, you would have bought it in the morning of the 6th. And you wouldn't have any problem with the stock selling off right now. But because I bought it late, I cut my position down today because I realized this is just, I love this stock, but I bought it late. And if I'm going to deal with greater volatility because I bought it late, I have to have a smaller position size on it. Okay. So those are my thoughts today. I just wanted to share with you some basics of how we do this. Let's go over it again. You want to learn candlestick charting. Find the triggers that, your that are your favorites. I like three-bar reversals, okay? They're called three white soldiers if it's a buy signal and three black crows if it's a sell signal, okay? This is Japanese candlestick charting. They have a, a lot of fun titles, okay? But you find the ones that work for you, doji stones, whatever, Okay, those are the reversal patterns. You find the chart. So first you have your whiteboard of your favorite researched names that fundamentally you want to own. Then you look for chart patterns that set up correctly. Cup and handles, the like. Read the book, How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill if you're a beginner. Okay, then you couple that. You find that chart pattern, but you look for weakness in that bullish pattern and you use candlestick charts or any of your favorite indicators, mine being the directional movement DMI, the stochastics, the MACD, and the commodity channel index, okay? You use that to tell you when to take your shot. You find locations that get you in where you're closest to your stop, which is 200-day moving average, 50-day moving average, right? right on top, long-term support, okay? Long-term uptrends, right at that price. The closer, the better. 
then you put the money to work. Okay? Don't deceive yourself. Never underestimate the power of self-deception. Be honest with yourself. Is this really the right location or am I just in love with the stock and I'm buying it wrong? It happens to all of us. Okay? Um, the minute you recognize that you've made a mistake like that, it's okay. Don't be harsh on yourself. Just change the picture. Either get rid of the stock, reduce the position size so you can deal with volatility or whatever. Okay? Be your own best friend, guys. That's it for the day. Any questions you've got on this topic, I'm happy to take it. Uh, question. Do you buy off uh, the indecision candle after a sell-off if the next day is up, new month? Yeah, like I said, it, that works. That'll work any day. It, any of those candlestick reversals, the ones that suit you best, that you're most comfortable with, use them. Okay? That's a great one. I love inside-out reversal days. Okay? Um, there's all different ones. You have to search a little and find the one that suits your personality. Okay? All right, great. It looks like not a lot of questions, and that's great. I'm tired today. So uh, if you have any questions after you've watched this video, don't forget in the bottom here, you could just in the comment section, write me a question, and I'll certainly get back to you and, and answer the question as best I can. And then also, there's a number of different questions that make up a real discussion. We'll just do another education video about triggers, and we'll keep building on this topic. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here with me today, and um, you guys have a good night, okay? Take care.